Good morning, everyone. This is Steve. This is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy. Need Adventure Comics number 107, August 1946. Good morning, because we are yeah. recording this in the morning. Yeah, this is the morning. Live from Austin, Texas and Mankato, Minnesota. How are how are things up in Minnesota? What's going on they're up fine, there? You know, um, they're fine. You know, just being awfully Minnesota like. Cold. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, it was like really warm and kind of humid, but uh, yesterday it was very breezy. I don't know what it's like today yet. It's the morning. I haven't gone outside. I, I haven't gone outside either. These are, in fact, some of the first words I've spoken today. Oh so I got to warm up my voice a little bit. And I have a little well, you, bit of allergies. Well, you've been so. also you've also been on like a like a, uh, a self-inflicted, I guess I can say, um, self-inflicted uh, silence. Uh, yes. Thing. Uh, I mean, you haven't said anything since the last time we recorded. A word fast. Uh, in yeah. fact, yeah, that's a lot of people don't know that I do. I do not speak outside of this podcast. No, this is the only time you do it. Right, so my voice a little scratchy, got to get it warmed up, you know, but uh, yeah. I think it's it's going to be warmed up here. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I think it's going to be warmed up here very soon because this issue, 107, it's, uh, it's a doozy. There's a lot of adventure in this one. And adventure comics living up to its name in the 40s, yeah. indeed. Uh, the cover, not so adv- adventurous, though, <laughs> I would say. We see Superboy. Uh, it seems to be a playground. There's a there's a police officer there. There's a he seesaw. Confused. Yeah, the the police officer just scratching his head. There's a seesaw uh, with uh, three very large boys uh, <laughs> on it. I'm not sure. <laughs> they're like like a train. Yeah, they're kind of all sitting on it. And Superboy at the other end, just pressing it with his finger. Uh, I, I don't know why there's a cop there. I don't either. I guess. He thought they were – I guess he was far away and thought they were doing something illegal. Like maybe he didn't see the pants on the three fat boys. I'm sure I, – I think one of them is not wearing pants still. I think the one the one in the back the wearing one the, the, like, yellow fedora. <laughs> the the uh, Dick Tracy yeah. uh, costume, yeah. Yeah, he's not wearing pants. So that's that sets you up. This whole – the covers always get you excited for adventure. And yeah, this is yeah. one of them. Another exciting story of Superboy – or Superman when he was Superboy. Right. Um, and, and you're looking at this cover. You're thinking, what can get more exciting than this? I, I can tell you. Tight. Yes. <clears throat> Before we start, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is the ancient and honorable pastime of kite flying among your favorite sports – yeah, it is, and it, it's incredibly honorable. It's that's probably why it's my favorite sport is because it's so honorable. Then you'll like this amazing tale of kites equipped with gadgets that are by no means ancient, flown from flown for purposes that are far from honorable, and you'll find spine tingling thrills too as Superboy combats crosswinds of peril aloft the aloft to thwart the cunning schemes of villains. For whom the sky is the limit. This is our Superboy story. It's about kites. Get it was. Pumped. It was. It was spine tingling. I, I know. I I had to. I went to the doctor. Yeah. I thought I was. My my legs I, went numb. 
Yeah, I thought I was paralyzed. <laughs> and they were like, did you read Adventure Comics 107? That's the first question they asked. The sky is the limit story. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're fine. You're fine. Walk it off. Walk it off. Take, take a rest. Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> go on a go on a word uh word uh fast. So that's what I would I recommend that to people listening to this. It is spine tingling. That is a warning. Yeah, these splash pages are usually like Surgeon General's warnings. <laughs> warning: are. Superboy may cause throat cancer, and it uh, don't consume Superboy if you're nursing or pregnant. Right. Which one was your favorite kite? Mine was the the fat bald guy with the tie. Yeah, so we see <laughs> we see on the splash page three kites, a uh, kind of a red demon with a mustache. It's weird. And a tail. It's weird. And yeah. a tail and a uh, yeah. So you're like a a fat bald guy, kind of a humpty dumpty looking guy with a tie. I didn't notice the tie till just now. <laughs> and, um, and then a dragon. You know, they're all flying yeah. around. Superboy punches a hole through one because ruining the fun of anyone flying that kite. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Hate. It's not so yeah. honorable, and it's not ancient. This uh, that kite flying is amongst his least favorite sports. He, he actively tries to stop people. From he's a he's kite. a big soccer fan. <laughs> so we open. Strangers come into a long vacant house, arousing the curiosity of young Clark Kent and his playmates. We see Clark Kent. They're kind of checking out this house. One of the boys says, uh, "The man who bought the the house is named Hoke." And he calls the young guy Pedro. I think what was really happening is two gay guys are moving <laughs> moving into the neighborhood. <laughs> and, this, and Pedro. Yeah, it causes yeah, it causes suspicion. Causes a little bit of suspicion, yeah. And uh Look at like that guys, cat Clark's wearing. Yeah, Clark is kinda of, he's got this nice hat, uh nice sweater. It's just real nice, just very uh, I would say dressed nicely. And and I like this and the next issue they kind of mix up Clark's uh yeah. wardrobe a little bit. I do like that. Yeah, yeah they they're kinda of doing that. That's a, that's a preview for the next episode of Steve, yeah. <laughs> Steve and Andy. Um, and one guy says, they're sure moving a lot of machinery and boxes into that old carriage house. Uh, the, then one of the boys dares Clark to go to go peep inside. And, and Clark, of course, very indignant. I am no snooper. But I I have to take a dare, especially when it's one that will do will, won't do any harm. Although I would you argue... Are- it is harming someone to peep into their. That's well. I mean, that yeah, wasn't I Ill- that wasn't illegal in the forties, at least no. in Smallville. When Clark liked to peep on people anyway, you know. But he always he loves a dare. <laughs> so Clark sneaks up just about just as he gets to the window. Someone pokes out. It's it's hokey. He says, "What's that noise? A spy!" Clark goes, "Oh, I'm, just, I'm not a spy. I was just uh, wondering." And the guy, the other kids, run away in fear. The guy goes, hey, it's just a joke. Ha ha. I was about to invite you all inside. Come on in, boys. This is like the inverse of the, the blind kid that made the toys. Because yes, that, yes. In that one, in that one, like, the villains crawled through the window. They invited themselves in to the little kids. And this one, they're inviting the little kids into their workshop where they're right, making toys. Right, this a little like, bit of a callback. And uh, that's, these issues start to do a few... Uh, like kind of references to previous stories. Are they, are they references or are they just lazy writing? Assuming that uh, the readers wouldn't notice. No, I, I think I think uh, well, this one might be yes, but the the Aquaman story in this issue, <laughs> I believe, does it's it's a really nice t- touchstone on the previous uh, issue. But uh, so inside, Hoke is an inventor. That's why he had all those uh, machines. But 
it's it's fascinating specialty. He, he invents kites, I guess, different kinds of kites. Um, inside his workshop, like Str- one looks like Doctor Strange. <laughs> yes, we see inside his workshop uh, a very Doctor Strange looking one. I was Doctor Strange a character at this time? I no, don't think so. <laughs> he right? would be yeah. for like another twenty five years, yeah, well, twenty two or so years. I think so, uh, but he is there. Maybe a, a pre Marvel crossover kind of. Yeah. Is it, this is a this is part of the Avengers movie universe. This issue. <laughs> Uh, other kites like yeah, the big egghead man with the uh, tie, and uh, Hoke tells the the boys he's going to manufacture them in a big scale, and he's just trying to test them out. If do they want to help him? So moments later they go outside. Uh, they're they're about to fly the dragon. Superboy is suspicious though. He said, "This this dragon has a giant tail. Something must be stuffed inside." And at this point, I was thinking, okay, that's cocaine. Heroin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking too. And then they're gonna th- was, fly the kites up. It was nose candy. <laughs> uh, they're gonna fly Wait, the it kites was heroin, up. Right, riding the dragon. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that's where that came from. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spoil it for everyone. It's not actually heroin. It's I think far no. less exciting, or maybe yeah. more exciting. I don't know. No, I think it's less exciting. It was so less the, exciting for Clark. He was hoping it was nose candy. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so the, the the boys fly the kites up. Uh, they're getting really high into the sky. It's it's awesome. Uh, just then a plane <laughs> flies by, uh, and it's it's got a wire kind of hanging below, a, a hooks on the end of that wire. It's, I was confused at this point. One of the boys points up. He goes, hey, that plane's liable to snag the kites in that radio wire it's dragging. That's what he calls it. But I don't, I don't think planes like drag around radio wires. I've been in planes yeah, before. Either. I haven't seen yeah. that. Just well, you're the, inside. You're never, you're never outside. That's a plane. true. I guess I've never looked while I was flying outside a plane. Maybe there's wires dangling, snagging <laughs> kites. Uh, you have to admit this plan is like cost prohibitive. I yes. Don't know. <laughs> uh, what, at the end, it's revealed what they're <laughs> what they're actually doing, and it's bizarre. Um, just then, the grappling hook dangling from that plane. It, it wasn't a radio wire. It, it snags the end of the dragon's tail. Um, am- amputating the tail, it flies away with it, and uh, the dragon catches on fire. It's plummeting to earth. Uh, Clark, of course, is concerned. It's heading for the house. It's going to cause a big fire. He leaves into action as Superboy grabs the uh, the flaming dragon kite. Uh, luckily, Superboy is fireproof. He plunges it into the water. Did, did you think that the uh, the drawings of Smallville in this one in the in these three little panels made it look like it was like in the middle of like some uh, like Nordic European country? Yeah, I was gonna say it looks very fairy tale esque, kind of like a postcard. Yeah, was... It's just like a little church and and things like that. Yeah, no, they, they were still kind of experimenting with what Smallville was <laughs> and looked like at this point because it does change. Uh, in this issue, it's a very small town looking thing. Uh, but not like an American, like Midwestern small town. It's no, like no, it's yes, a, it does, it does the middle middle of Europe. Yes, should be in a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> so, well, what so, is this? Isn't this one of Grimm's fairy tales? It is the uh, the sky's the limit, the kite thing with the heroine. Yeah. yeah, the 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 Grimm's fairy tale had heroin in the in the. Well, yeah, thing. because they all all of those have like more twisted endings. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that one, Superboy cuts off his foot and then <laughs> <laughs> and eats it. Yeah. Yeah. And a witch I don't know. It. Yeah, I don't know how that's supposed to like solve any kind of like heroin problem, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, don't do heroin. That's a disclaimer here on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and th- after the he examines the wreckage, Superboy sees the the kite. He said it was made. It looks like it was made uh, to break off where it did. That's very suspicious. Of course, Superboy always suspicious of everything. He is suspicious of everything. Uh, he takes nothing at face value. <laughs> that's true, which is probably good in this. He doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> DTA. <laughs> Just then, uh, Steve Austin is based on Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, uh, Superboy sees. Yeah, he he comes back as Clark Kent, and they go, "Hey, you missed it, Superboy. Just saved that kite." And Superboy uh, says, "What?" Yeah, he's always uh, Clark Kent. Always acts confused. The following day, uh, Clark decides not to join the the kite flyers, but he is hiding in a tree in the same clothes. I'm going to point out he he didn't change his he, outfit. He slept there all night. <laughs> um, he's been he, kicked out of Mom and Pa Kent's home, so he lives outside <laughs> in a tree. <laughs> He it was over- just happenstance that they are flying the kites by his tree. Right, exactly. He uh, <laughs> he over he overhears the goon saying, "We better hurry up. It's gonna rain." Um, one of the kites uh looks. It's this guy. It's a guy with a turban. Yes. And Superboy said that turban it looks very suspicious. So he he uses X-ray vision, which he should have done yesterday, That's and he true. noticed. There's a clock mechanism. These are going to break off. They're meant to do that. Uh, but but why? Why would... would a kite fly with that heavy of machinery? No, it was... <laughs> there's no way. It's like a giant machine inside. It's a very complicated mechanism just to get the kite to break off. Anyway, it's very confusing. Uh, and and like you said, not a very um, economic plan at all, really. It just seems like they're, they're wasting money on this. Uh... No. Now, these kids seem to love flying these kites. Have you ever flown a kite in your life? Not, not really, no. Have you? Uh, I, I guess have I you ever, have. Like, man, like, it seems I've, like I've attempted. Fun. I should say I've attempted to okay, fly Okay, you've a attempted. Kite, yeah. Okay. Was it incredibly fun like it's being made out to be? No, it was, all, it was terrible. It was very hard yeah. to do, right? I'll bet they'll go higher than the clouds, says one boy. He said that twice. Once here <laughs> and then the first day. He says the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, like you said, the writing budget is a... Like, can only afford so many words per issue, so they just have to reuse some. <laughs> uh, so the kids are flying the kite, so they have these mechanisms that are going to make parts of them break off. Uh, so they're flying high. They fly above the clouds, which is probably against FAA regulations. I don't know if there was an FAA at this time, but... Well, the one kid wanted them to go higher than the clouds. That's true. It's true, as you pointed out. Uh, the Superboy, he senses trouble, so he flies off. Goes up to the kite, and there's that plane again. It's trying to hook these kites in the same way it did before. But Superboy stops it. He grabs something out of the plane called the Magneto. <laughs> Another... he, has like a, he has a cruel streak to him. Yeah, so he, I think that was di- disabling the engine of the plane. Uh, yeah. And This it, was he... a favorite of Stan Lee's when he was younger. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's the he... Magneto, the Doctor Strange yeah. uh, kite. Uh, just then it became... Pedro, of course. <laughs> That's right. Pedro and Hoke. Yeah, they the become... Gay, the gay couple, Pedro and Hoke. They become, like, major characters in the Marvel Universe. Yes, they're... That's a, that's Captain America 3 spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we've seen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just then, rain rain begins to fall, uh, and Pedro and Hoke are complaining why Superboy have to butt in. He's... he's our system was perfected. Uh, <laughs> and then, Do you know why Pedro had to pull the gun? Couldn't they just left? 
Yes, Pedro pulls a gun on the uh, on the boys, and he goes, out of the way, we're not playing any longer. And I love the boys' response. He goes, oh, he's got a gun, just like a crook. Uh, I'm going home. <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> I like, and Pedro like, says something else to him. You're not going anywhere. And he goes, look out, or Superboy will land a streak of lightning on you. Yes, and then it's the next... Like, this, is what, this is what happens when you live in a world where you have a Superboy. You, you just don't... become very... You don't, you don't care. You know, like criminal, yeah, whatever, criminals. Yeah, it's like, I, okay, whatever, shoot me. Yeah, fine. Okay, bye. <laughs> he just didn't care. He sees the gun. I'm going home. Yeah, which, to be fair, would almost be my reaction when I see a gun, too. I'd want to go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he'd be a little more, like, apprehensive about it. I, I, I wouldn't turn could, my back and just walk he away. He was just very flippant about it. Now, it's either he has no fear because super boiler, but, but, you know, like, I don't know, maybe they're, like, young Gen X slackers that just don't care. <laughs> Could be that too. They drink OK Cola. Is what you yeah, he looks like the guy on the cover of OK Cola. That kid. Yeah. Uh, so lightning is, of course, it's raining. Lightning. I'm going Superboy. Home to listen to, I'm going Super... home to listen to some smoking popes. <laughs> Superboy grabs the kite. One of the kites that the goon is flying, uh, guides it towards a lightning bolt. It, it strikes the the, the crooks. I assume they die. Kills them. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he kills. I mean, there's no way he survived that. Um. Superboy, meanwhile, he catches the plane that he disabled just in time. And uh, he catches it just outside the police station. He says, I got a this guy, this this guy flying this plane, a couple of other crooks for you. I got a couple of other corpses for you. Yeah, it's like I, I already took care of them. Well, when they go back, they're still lying on the ground. <laughs> they are in the rain. Speed. It's very sad. And uh, one of the boys points out to Superboy as he flies back. Uh, Pedro pulled a gun on us and lightning struck him, which is very just. Uh, blunt description of what happened, <laughs> and so uh, it turns out back in the in Hoax house, it was a counterfeiting plant, and what he was doing was counterfeiting money and put stuffing it into these kites and fl- flying it up in the air to deliver it to an airplane to distribute it, and uh, apparently that would it would be impossible to trace back to them, which it wouldn't like they could have just distributed it by hand. How was that any any different? Yeah. It's, it's very confusing. Uh, so Superboy it's like they could have they could have like buried it and instead of flying the plane. The guy could have came and dug it up or something. Yeah, <laughs> just not a good, not a well thought out plan. They this was a net loss for the crooks, yeah, even if yeah. they had been successful. Why do all these criminals come to Smallville? That's another point. It's just a little town. Uh, why? Are they... <laughs> but it's like a heart. It's like a. It's like a. Like a. Like the headquarters of of mob crime, and you would think there would be far less because Superboy. It's known that Superboy lives there. Yeah, but no, nobody's plan ever exceed. You know, succeeds. It's just like oh, they start it, and then Superboy comes and destroys it. Yeah, and it's usually toy related. You very rarely <laughs> see true. adults. And that's true. And uh, and Superboy did destroy this plan, and the his friends are not happy. They go, "We were having so much fun. It's all spoiled now." Superboy, as he flies away, points out, hey, why don't you make kites of your own? You can have twice as much fun. The next day, Clark, again wearing the same clothes, third day in a row, he sees his friends. <laughs> um, they go, hey, this, we made a new kite. Come check it out. And they, they're hanging out in their kingpin kite club. All spelled cl- with K. Club spelled with a K. The KKK. It, it's some sort of like. Knights of the Ku Klux Klan offshoot, you know, the kingpin of the kite club. Yeah, exactly. But Superboy goes in to check it out. They're building a kite. It looks like Superboy. We're going to ask Superboy if he wants to be our grand wizard. (laughs) 
Smallville. <laughs> you would say yes without hesitation. You know that. Yeah. You never see a minority in Smallville. That's a good point. And the only he runs them all out. I assume Pe- Pedro, Pedro might have been. Yeah, and that Superboy was heavy. And right away, that. he's like, yeah. "I gotta get rid of this." He's guy. like, "This is this immediately suspicious." Yeah, a gay Latino moving into that Smallville. <laughs> Wearing a loud suit. Yes, that is a, that flashy suit Pedro was wearing. <laughs> Can't have any of that in Smallville. Uh, so they build a Superboy kite, and they ask if Clark Kent wants to help. He goes, do I? Pulling Superboy around by a string is a thrill I don't want to miss. I that don't sounds, know what that means. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, that was a little weird, I thought. Overall, a, a solid story. Another well, bad about plan. Ki- you know, it's about kites, you know. Yeah, so. it's KKK is involved as, as usual in Smallville. Also, a hotbed of racist activity. <laughs> Moving on to the next story, the Aquaman story, and I, I have to, I have to say, at least the the first couple pages of this have been my favorites so far. In in um, well, it's literally the, a splash page. Yeah, literally a splash page. We see Aquaman. He's trying to avoid water. These goons are spraying him with a hose, shooting him with a water pistol, uh, dumping a bucket of water. It's they water. They should have Harlem Globetrotter doing, doing the dump into the water. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, water, water everywhere, and Aquaman dare not touch it. In every liquid drop of Aquapura, there is deadly danger to him. For 48 hours, he must remain far from water, and during that time, well... His deadly rival, Blackjack, begins a campaign to and line. He is his deadly rival. He is begins a campaign to line his pockets and eliminate Aquaman without even so much as a warning. Wear water, spelled apostrophe W A R E, like beware water. But they want it to be alliterative, so right, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I guess we should do a previously on Aquaman. If you don't remember from our last issue, Aquaman was involved in a. Uh, Research expedition that was digging up um, uranium at the bottom of the ocean for science purposes. Other guys wanted to sell it, but Aquaman was exposed to a heavy amount of radiation. And we commented on that. We thought that was uh, dangerous. And, and I like how they addressed it in, in this uh, issue. Yeah. I wonder if Aquaman is the first comic that has like continuity between issues. <clears throat> it may be. This is, I would have to say this is, uh, it's well done. It really is, and it's weird, but um, we open in the office of a well-known physician along the eastern seaboard, and this has to be, like, the weirdest doctor's office ever because uh, he's, is, is he Is he, he the doctor that did the uh, the surgery for Superboy on that latest issue as well? It might have been, like, because Baltimore, he called the doctor from Baltimore, and this is a guy, he was the one who phoned in. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to just say yes, it is. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> Uh, he's talking to this guy, and he goes, you say you shot yourself accidentally, then you have no objection to my reporting the bullet wound, the police requirement, require it. So he's just sitting at a desk with this guy. This guy has been shot, is holding... And he's, he's bleeding out. He's holding his arm, and the doctor's like, okay, well, let me just file this paperwork first. <laughs> of course, uh, the guy says, oh, yeah, I have objections. I don't want the cops learning about this. And he goes, all right, well, I can't help you next. He doesn't care. And who he's walks the pra- in? He's the pragmatic doctor. He is, yeah. He's like, I got a lot of people to see. I don't have time for this. Uh, but who walks in next? The guy with the bullet wound. Next walks in Aquaman himself in full Aquaman costume. He just doesn't feel right. Yeah, he goes, uh, I don't feel right, doctor. He goes, What's you look pretty healthy. 
Uh, he begins examining him, and he goes, uh, have you read Adventure, <laughs> Adventure Comics number 107 <laughs> recently? Um, no, he says, uh, have you been near uranium lately, Aquaman? He goes, no, I – hold on. My last case occurred in waters that were radioactively treated. So um, – and this is Aquaman, and he's not doing well, and he's a superhero, right? Right, yeah. What, what what do you think the fate of those scientists down in the water were? <laughs> they well, they're probably all dead. Yeah, they're surely dead by now. And if they saw this doctor, absolutely they'd be dead because <laughs> he'd want to report it to yeah. something. And um, <clears throat> the doctor then says, "That's it. When the radioactive emanations have disturbs disturbed certain skin balances, um, you must avoid water completely." Which does I don't know the science behind that. I don't know, but it did result in Aquaman saying maybe my favorite thing in this whole issue: avoid water. Me? Yeah, he's just very perplexed by that. The doctor in the next panel is like pointing at him with a pen right in his face. Oh, I know he's getting down dirty. He goes, "There's nothing to worry about unless water touches your skin in the next 48 hours. If it's that dangerous, I'll have to follow your advice, of course." That's Why don't you just put on like a full like bodysuit or something? Uh, he, he's not smart. Is that, I mean, they might not have had bodysuits in the uh, in the forties either. I'm not sure. Uh, just then, that that goon who was in there before, obviously he's a goon. He was shot, and he didn't want it to report it to the police. He goes, "What do you know about that? Aquaman and water can't get together." He's he's uh, really happy about this, learning this information. Ten blocks later, he he walks back to. Uh, he's still the, holding the arm. He's, he's still, still holding, holding his, shot his, arm. His, his his maimed arm. Uh, it's going to get gangrene. He's going to have to get it cut off. Yeah, I assume that's why. He should just go take a dip in those radioactive waters and mm. be fine. Uh, <laughs> It'll fall off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 15 minutes later, he walks back to the, the hideout of Blackjack. They're playing cards. Blackjack is kind of this like sea captain guy, but also he likes cards. I don't know. And they're all smoking you know, cigarettes, probably crim- something else. When you're a criminal, I, you can't. I, I have a hard time believing Blackjack was like, I want to be a water criminal, a water-based criminal. I'm assuming that there's like a draft every year, like the NFL draft, where it's like yeah. air crim, you know, air crime, and it's like you have all these air criminals together, and they're like, We're, we draft this guy. And and then and, and then Blackjack, you say you think got drafted to water. Do you think that's a desirable position or no? That's probably the least desirable because there's not really a whole lot you can do. That's true. I mean, there's not a lot of water-based crimes. But today, now that Aquaman I mean, is out... Uh, well, uh, yeah, and I mean, you're going crazy. It's like a field day. Yeah, and I think I think you're right because he really plays up the nautical theme. You know, like, yeah. he's wearing the captain's hat. He says, shiver me timbers. Let's yeah. hoist sail and travel without delay. Uh, he, he, he wants to get on it. This is an opportunity. Aquaman he is calls out. His, like, he calls his henchmen landlubbers. Yes. He says, you landlubbers, scat over to that dock's place and trail but Aquaman. I, meant, I, I, I thought when he said scat, he wanted him to like defecate all over yeah, because dock's he, place. Blackjack, he, he got drafted to water, but he really wanted like the, the scatological-based criminal. Crime. So yeah. he's still kind of... He's trying to mix them together. So he says he's going to go uh, – Can I take a dump in water? Is that okay? <laughs> he's going <laughs> to – you can, I guess. That's, I, I guess mean, that's where it's supposed to go yeah, if you're a human. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he, he's got these plans. He says there's a volplane, which I understand to be kind of like a hovercraft factory. They got cash on hand for a payroll. I'm going to combine business and pleasure. So then we see Aquaman kind of – What's the pleasure? The, the business is obviously robbing it for the payroll. What's the pleasure? 
well, we see there's a tub of lubricating oil in that factory. So I, I <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, Aquaman. Okay, so, so Aquaman can't go in the water for 48 hours. So he's just like walking. Does he get a hotel room at night? He lives in the water. That's a good point. He's a, I love this this issue because we just see Aquaman walking down the street. And he happens to walk past that same factory. Uh, I'm that. assuming he worked there. He was just going back to work. Oh, you, could, you could be right. He the worked goons, during the day. <laughs> the goons notice him and they start flooding the factory with water. Um, the, the workers are all trapped in there. Aquaman says, what can I do? I can't, I can't help him. I can't bust up the windows. <laughs> well, one of the great things, uh, the one guy goes, help. The water pressure tanks are bursting. Water is covering the whole floor. And Aquaman's like, oh. I'll be right in to help. Oh, oh, water. Yeah, he... <laughs> I was hoping this would be a permanent thing because it would be really fun to watch Aquaman uh, <laughs> just try to solve all his problems, but he can't. He's allergic and to water. And you know water. there's not a whole lot of water-based crimes. So, yes. you know, he used to have to go out and, like, find them, basically. And now they're all just, like, falling in his lap. Yeah, and they're all finding him now. So yeah. Aquaman uses kind of these, these uh, I guess, so the volplanes, the hovercraft. He kind of balances on them. Uh, but then the goons shoot him out. They They deflate them. So Aquaman leaps into a giant tub labeled lubricating oil. You know, that's uh, not the first time he's done yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, definitely not. He knew exactly what that was. He says, oil is water resistant. If I get <laughs> coated with it, no water can touch my skin. So he's swimming through. He saves everybody, but the – or I assume he saves everybody. It's actually not, not shown. I'm, I'm, I, I assume he just left them. Yeah, he he chases immediately after the goon. So I assume, yeah, you're right. I guess all those workers, those women floating in the water, are all drowned. Uh, uh, outside on the docks, he told them all to jump into lubricating. He's like, oil. just get in there, you'll be fine. Don't worry, I'll be back. Um, uh, Blackjack and his goons are speeding away on a boat. Aquaman's like, that's no problem. I'll just follow them in this other boat, and uh, he gets in. Of course, Blackjack planned for this. He disabled all the motors. Aquaman says, I can't even follow him. And even if I could, it's, it's getting too dark. He's getting lazy at this point. <laughs> at this point. And uh, he goes, I guess Blackjack won this round. So Aquaman gives up for the day. Uh, the next day. He gave up because he remembered that giant thing of lubricating oil. He's like, yeah, um, uh, it's oh, too it's, dark. Uh, I got to go back, <laughs> gotta go back yeah, in there. Uh, awfully dark. Uh guess Blackjack's won that one. Yeah, well, uh, sometime later, uh, Blackjack is counting his haul, the money he stole from payroll. And uh, he notices there's J.P. Mortar is throwing a shindig on his yacht. He's like, we got to trap Aquaman on it. We'll steal, steal the yacht and, and spray Aquaman with water, killing him. And uh, he said, like, let's go out there, start spreading the information that we're going to be on that yacht, and one of the goons says, "Yeah, but don't you think Aquaman? Uh, you think he'll ask questions? You think he'll he'll uh, really search us, search for us?" He goes, "Yes, he will." You know, he he knew that I he realized I'd select this time to pull a few water crimes. No oh, man, water crimes. Uh, that night, just as Blackjack thought, Aquaman's asking around. One one kid <laughs> says. Is this little kid smoking a cigarette? He goes, hey, you looking for Blackjack? I know where he is. Aquaman says nothing else, and he says, were you sent to lead me into a trap? And he just stands there. (laughs) He's so matter-of-fact in this issue. Yeah, he's... he's, And I assume he's just been roaming the streets all night. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming, too. And the kid goes, hey, it's not like that. It's not a trap. And Aquaman, 
as the kid's talking, is just rowing away in a boat. He goes, well, I can't afford to pass up any possibilities. I'll row out there to make sure. <laughs> like, Aquaman's like a weird robot. Like, he, he doesn't know how to interact on, on land. On land. And and the way he's standing there in the panel where he says, were you sent to lead me into a trap? It kind of reminds me of, like, Mitt Romney standing around, <laughs> looking awkward around well, normal Mitt, people. Mitt Romney doesn't know how to interact on land either. <laughs> he's like a weird robot. He's usually in the water. He's uh... That's true. Yeah, Mitt Romney was born in the sea, so. Yeah. Mitt that Romney, whole... loosely based on Aquaman. Yeah, that whole time that he ran for president was because he was... In radiation, and he couldn't go in the water for like seven months. <laughs> and Blackjack kept trying to spray him with water. Yeah. That's why it didn't work out for him. But uh, Aquaman rows out to the boat. He climbs up. He, he sees the goons. He goes, it looks as though the, the tip was right. It's not a trap. Blackjack boys are hard at work. They're, they're holding up the yacht, stealing everybody's money. Not a um, drop of water in sight. Not yet. Aquaman says, fine. Just then, a hose comes out, sprays Aquaman. He... I kind of kind of shimmies aside just in time. It looks like he got sprayed, but I guess not. Um, although they're aiming for his torso, he yeah, I think he can touch his clothes. Yeah, I, just he, I think he, his face is the only part yeah. that matters. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know why he just doesn't wade around the water, but he wants to play it safe. <laughs> I guess he goes. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't put a mask on. Or something. That's true. Well, he wants everybody to know his face, or like um, like in one of those old timey deep sea diver helmets. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those uh, in the last issue, too. The lead suits and everything. But uh, that's what got him in this mess in the first place. First place. <laughs> um, so he goes down to shut the water off. He sees uh, a bunch of tools down, a water pressure valve. It's covered with uh, it water down there. They flooded it. So he leaps over to the tools. It looks like he bridges himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, he's like falls across. Uh, he uses some string and a magnet to pull down the water pressure. He goes back up to the goons. They can't spray him with water. He lassos him with the hose, punches one in the face, and he says nothing Bops like a, another one. Nothing like a fist for a good face lifting job. Aquaman's always into that. Uh, so he saves the day, uh, disables Blackjack uh, with a big bop. Uh, the people on the yacht, you saved our, valu- our valuables. That's all that one guy says, and this woman says, and our lives. <laughs> Well, he doesn't care about the women. Yeah, just, yeah that's true. And uh, he says, name your reward. And Aquaman says, no thanks. I won't need a reward where I'm headed. And then some hours later, <laughs> but Aquaman... But look how stiff he is when he says that to him. Yeah, that's true. So he's just standing unrelaxed. There. Yeah. He can't, yeah, he can't be relaxed. He, he's only relaxed in, in the ocean, in the sea. Uh, he says, no thanks. I won't need a reward where I'm headed. And he's next panel, the final panel, he's, he's walking out to sandy desert, no rainfall in 10 years, absolutely no water in 15 miles. There's a big sign. Aquaman says, I can't possibly run into trouble here. And I was really hoping the next issue would be uh, like <laughs> Aquaman in the desert. We did not sadly Did he get that walk story. all the way to the desert? I guess he did. It must have been miles. Because he was on the eastern seaboard, and the nearest Damn. desert would be out in California somewhere. So, God, that's a long walk. That is a long walk. Aquaman. It, it, that was like um in the movie Forrest Gump when Forrest like jumps across the country. It's Aquaman running across the country. <laughs> and that's so is it he, for... after, after this issue, does he make his home in the Pacific, or does he go back to the Atlantic? That's a good. That's a good question. Maybe he's already out there. I don't know. He's like, it's kind of nice out here. That's a good point. We'll have to wait till next issue to see. But for now, the Green Arrow story. All right. 
Uh, not a yeah. bad one, I have to say. You, you meet a modern her. David and Goliath when the brain, crafty criminal racket king, tries to bleed a great city's restaurant of its profits <laughs> and runs into opposition from a small boy. And those wizards of arch- archery, the Green Arrow and Speedy, find a lurid chain of clues. Uh, I would say that wasn't the chain. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was Okay, all right. When they follow the tiny David on a wild chase to bring squashes about... are pretty squashes are pretty fat. That's true. <laughs> on a wild chase to bring about the downfall of the Racket King for adventure and humor, follow along the trail. Blazed... It was a lot of humor. It was pretty funny. Blazed by Green Arrow Junior. Green Arrow Junior. Blazing it up in this issue, we see uh, a boy sleeping. He kind of is dreaming about. Um, Chasing down a criminal and and Green Arrow and Speedy are watching him sleep. It's very creepy. Especially Speedy, who is in an action pose. Yeah, I don't. Speedy's always in an action pose, though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we open the Green Arrow headquarters. No, it's just the room of Bob Tilden, one of the famed archers and Myers. He's um kind of reading a magazine. He's got Green Arrow posters all on his wall. He's Speedy laid a trail that Green Arrow could follow. He's kind of reading a comic book, I guess. I guess. I guess it's like a self-published comic. Like Green Arrow and Speedy published their own comic. <laughs> That's true. I, I <laughs> like a, sm- like a he... small press indie comic. He's got... Or I guess it's similar to like how in the Old West, how there would be those like you know, like uh, penny magazine kind of things that kind of told the adventures of real-life gunfighters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It could be like that, yeah. And, and he's just sitting in a chair on his room. He's got a... You know, Green arrow paraphernalia all scattered about. Uh, he's got a quiver of arrows. Yes, I don't know if I. He's got mul- He's got multiple yeah, quivers of arrows. Well, actually, you gotta have. And, he's very uh, stiff sitting on his chair. Yeah, he looks a little nerdy. Yeah, it's true. And uh, his mom, uh, who appears to be a gypsy, has got this bandana on. Yeah, but she, you know, kind of surprising that she's his mom because you know he's such the nerd and. Yeah, she's she's not bad looking. I have to say. <laughs> Uh, and she goes, why don't you go out and play with the other boys, Bob? It's such a nice day. He goes, yes. But he's kind he's of like, thinks... He's like, yes, so, mother. Yes, mother. But then he thinks... Uh, is his, do you think his mom's actually alive, or do you think he murdered her? He's it just, could be, yeah. He's just thinking yeah. that to himself. Yeah, like, that's like that's a, why he's all those arrows. It's like a Norman Bates kind of thing. <laughs> and he said, if only the other boys would let me play. Well, maybe they will. He goes out and says, hey, I can play football. They go... God, get out of here. Get killed is what they say. You'd get killed. Go home, skinny. Oh, He's man. crying. He says, uh, I'll show them. Uh, he sounded like a sociopath when he said that. I'll show them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, shunned by the other boys just because he's not their physical equal. Bob seeks solace in make-believe. We see he's driving the little, like, boxcar, wooden. He has it labeled arrow car. He's dressed up as green arrow. He's pretending he's going to, like, Get the brain, you know, come out, you're finished. He's shooting an arrow. It's a like a plunger-tipped arrow. It sticks to a wall. The boys playing football make fun of him. What a sissy, I, they say. I thought, I thought they were dressed in hockey gear. They're dressed in hockey gear playing football. It could be. I mean, it's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird... It's a weird... Weird town. It's a different time, yeah. Uh, that evening, uh, Bob is back at home. He's, he goes, I, I'm running away. He's looking at a picture of Green Arrow that he, he has on his nightstand. It's an 8x10 glossy of Green really Arrow. Really nice. Unsigned, yeah, yeah. though, it appears. Yeah. But. yeah. He, because Green I, Arrow doesn't, he doesn't do autographs. That's right. I'm running away. He goes, I'm going to catch a crook. I'm going to show those those guys. He climbs out of his room, sees his parents. Isn't this how like Chris Hansen created to catch a predator? 
He didn't say, I'll catch a crook. He says, I'll catch a predator. Exact <laughs> <laughs> same so. It's true. Chris Hansen dressed as a green arrow. And went out to catch a pedophile. Uh, he says goodbye to his parents through the window. He also says goodbye to the arrow car. He says, I'd like to take you with me, but... That's also his, his, the car his dad drives to work. Though, that's, so. <laughs> that's true. It has no lights and it's night. So he is erring on the side of caution. It's Green I Arrow. I kind of like Green Arrow. Yeah. I mean, kind of like Aquaman. That's true. Aqu- it's yeah. dark out. Yeah, he's like, walking around in the dark, um, but he gets do you sleepy. Think he ran in, do you think he ran into Aquaman? <laughs> that would be brilliant if they bumped into each other. I, I hope... <laughs> and Aquaman said, hey, Green Arrow... <laughs> He didn't notice it was a little boy. <laughs> Uncle Man just stands there soup very stiffly. Oh, hey, Greener. Uh, are you trying to trap. set me up in a trap? This is a trap. That's what he said to Chris Hansen, too. <laughs> <laughs> True. Man, that was a good episode of The Catcher Predator. <laughs> uh, what do you like? Some iced tea? <laughs> any cookies? Anyone to eat these cookies? Like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, it doesn't seem like a trap. And then he he escapes by jumping in a tube of lubricating oil and sw- <laughs> swimming away on land. That's what Chris Hansen did. So, uh, B- Bob, yes, roaming around the streets. He's getting tired, though. He, he cli- crawls into a box, falls asleep, but he's awakened by voices. He's outside this Ling Toy Chinese restaurant. Uh, out, it's You guys, the, the voices are these goons saying, you guys know... The play, and remember, the brain don't like bunglers. I don't know what that means. Now Bob realizes they're gangsters. I can, I can save them. At that very moment, inside Ling Toy's restaurant are Oliver Queen and Roy Harper. And this is weird. So the brain's been kind of like extorting restaurants, taking their money, and uh, and the and Green Arrow and Speedy's plan is to eat at all the restaurants in town until they like happen to come across. Yes. And, well, uh, to be honest, Oliver Queen's a foodie. That's true. And he just wants an excuse to eat at all these restaurants. That's true. Uh, Roy Harper says, I'm beginning to doubt we'll ever meet the brain this way. <laughs> Oliver, he, and uh, Ollie says, if he's organizing all the restaurants, he'll be here. He says all of this in front of the waiter. Yeah, the, <laughs> the waiter's just sitting there smiling. It, Taking I, their I, order. He's actually writing on the pad. It's like, okay, so you want the brain and uh, organizing it. <laughs> Well, more than anything, they're just kind of giving up their Green Arrow and Speedy to this waiter. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it's a Chinese restaurant. Maybe they assume he doesn't speak English. That's true. a few words. Um, just then I'm they see, chicken, they see uh, one of the Brain's goons enter just through the front door into the back of the restaurant. They go and change their clothes in the Arrow car. It's a really – they show them changing their clothes. But they're standing outside the Arrow car. It was obviously parked outside. They're just <laughs> changing their clothes on the street. That's true. Again, would, they're just basically giving it away that who I, they are. I would love at this point if Aquaman walked by and said, hey, have you guys seen Green Arrow? <laughs> oh, over. I just bumped into him. Are you guys setting a trap for me? <laughs> Inside the restaurant, uh, the brain's busy, quote, organizing. He goes, hey, you don't want to buy production now, Ling? He's got a gun. Just then, uh, Green Arrow and Speedy jump in. They punch the goons in the face. Uh, Speedy dumps soup, hot boiling soup oh, on the one. cruelty of... Speedy is probably the most cruel superhero I've ever seen. He always <laughs> does something like this. Dumping boiling soup. And uh, just then the, the goons run away, and they set a bomb in this uh, priceless statue. I guess it explodes, knocking out Speedy and and 
the owner of the restaurant and, and Green Arrow. The goons get away. They're outside. But meanwhile, outside, we see Bob, the little boy dressed in his Green Arrow costume. He deflates the tires on all the cars. Um, and the goons can't get away, so they jump in a vegetable truck. It's just a truck with a bunch of vegetables in the back. I guess the keys are left in it. In this town, nobody leaves their keys out, or it's auto start or something. Um, and and this the boy does a very uh, speedy like move. He jumps in the back and starts leaving a trail. <laughs> that is that's something Speedy does in every. Story. This this really has happened in every episode. And I did like how um, it happens to someone else, not Speedy, but speedy, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, so he says, "I got to lay a trail for Green Arrow. They'll be sure to follow it." So he throws a squash on the ground, and then an onion, and then a squash, and Green Arrow, Speedy, of course, in their the, the arrow car, they, they find the trail and, and green, green arrow just points out, uh, squ- squash and onions. That farmer must've won't have any load when he reaches the market. That's all he cares about. Yeah. But, uh, speedy points out those vegetables are not there by accident. The spacing is far too regular squash onions, squash S for squash. O for onions. It's an SOS. Whoever flattened the tires on that truck with the is on the truck with that crooks. Once the vegetable trail ends, the goons uh, drive into their secret hideout. It's an empty warehouse, of course, and uh, just then they notice Bobby's in the back of the truck. They grab him. Uh, he throws a some kind of vegetable at one of the goons' faces. I like that. It looks like a pie, though. <laughs> it does because it just kind of splats on the guy's face. <laughs> And we see, it couldn't have been a squash or an onion, so that's true. They, it was it, this farmer was selling squash, onion, and and pies. And pies. Yeah, and uh, just then we see the brain. He goes, "Look at his clothes, you you fools! It's no kid. He's one of the Green Arrow outfit." And you bring him here. They tie him up, rig him up to this bomb. So if he gets let down, the bomb will explode. It looks like they're gonna lynch him, though. It does. Yeah, they kind of got him tied. It's, it gets gruesome. I mean, yeah, this this is a real world now, you know. Um, so they got him all rigged up, but, but he's resourceful. He thinks if I could set off the alarm, green arrow will be here. So he kind of lights an arrow. This is something more clever than I've seen green arrow do in a long time. You know? <laughs> he lights one of his little rubber arrows and, uh, I like how he has a lighter with him. Yeah. He's got, he's got a match and some, like some, uh, paper. He lights it to the end, fires it in front of the <laughs> sprinkler. Zippo, Zippo paper. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's, that's why he has all that with him. He's the green arrow, after all. <laughs> blazing a trail. Yeah, he is definitely blazing. So he sets off the the fire alarm. Uh, the goons are about to shoot him. They go, we got to take him out. Just saying, uh, an arrow knocks the gun out of the, the goon's hand. Green arrow jumps down, bashes the guy in the face. Kind of puts uh, the brain in the leg lock in between the brain's heads in between he's green like writing, legs. He's like, he's like, he's writing him. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh Speedy jumps down, knocks two guys together in the head. Uh, they disable the bomb, call the police, and and before they leave, they they kind of rig uh, the the brain up to the bomb. So if he if he lets go of this rope, it's going to explode. But they just laugh at him. They drive away. Yeah, they hope he lets go, so he blows up. Yeah, and the next morning in the paper, the morning news, uh, Bob lets out a big G. He's reading it because Green Arrow Junior helps capture Brain. Of course, that that's like just like the headline news. If you notice, it's just a series of headlines on that. Yes, on it's, that it's, that's it. It's it's more tabloid, I would say. Yeah. No. And uh, 
And and of course, Bob becomes really popular with all his friends. He helped the Green Arrow, and they say, "How about some football, Bob?" So, why does it look like Bob's wearing a bathrobe? In the it does. The last the last one's a little weird. He's like, "Hey guys, want to come over?" And he just opens the door in a bathrobe. Yeah, but they they have to play along because he's super cool with the Green Arrow. So yeah, they're like, "Oh man." So that's Bob's it. Bathrobe again. Yeah, that is it. A very good issue, issue 107. I think they're only getting better and better, especially well, this one. I think, it, yeah, I think this is the best issue so far. <laughs> this is our best one. Stay tuned. Uh, this will be released on a Wednesday, and every other Wednesday we're going strong with Stephen Andy meet meet comic books. So anyone who uh, wants to email us, email us at steveandandy at gmail dot com. Leave us Facebook feedback, facebook.com slash Stephen Andy. Leave us an iTunes review. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We, we're going to just keep doing comics until there are no more comics. Until they're completely, yeah, until they're completely yeah. gone. And if you have a particular issue of anything you want us to do, yeah, we will we'll do, it. do it. We'll definitely do it. All right. I will talk to you a week. How do, how do we say this? A, two weeks from two weeks from now yeah that's, that's the words i'm looking for it's yeah. a, it's still early okay yeah, yeah two weeks from now i'll talk to you later talk to you later One, two three splish splash i was taking a bath